1: His Holy
2: Please, our Father, we thank you for this offering. Blessed for the use of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Um, Shall we turn our Bibles? To Genesis chapter 32 and verse 10 so we can learn our scripture for the week. Wow, this is a long one. Hmm. Okay, so since it's a long one and since Reverend was not supposed to be here, I'm going to pretend like Reverend is not here. If you get it passable enough, we are through. So, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff, I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. So we know who is speaking. We know that it's Jacob who is speaking. What it means to be wise as a serpent. And when um, Reverend taught us about that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for our bishop and for his life and for his books We pray that you open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of thy law and that we will learn something from the book that our father, the bishop, has written. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 So when Reverend taught us, I mean, from this book for quite a while, and I was surprised that there were so many other chapters left in the book and that I hadn't even gone back to read it. Recently, I, I don't know, I came across the book again. In the study at home, and I started reading it, and I thought that I'd share something um, with you from the book. So I just want to remind us of some of the things Reverend told us when he was teaching us about um, the, from this book. He talked that the verse that the book is based on is Matthew ten sixteen. It talks about being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And I was telling them in the women's meeting yesterday that until. Um, this book was written. For some reason, I know that verse. I've always thought that, you see, the thing about needing glasses for reading is that when you wear them and you look up, everything looks funny because I don't need them for sight. My sight is actually, actually, my long-distance sight is actually works. And then it's my reading that doesn't. So when I look up, I can barely see. Everybody's hazy. So if you see me, the glasses going on and off, that's the reason, you, you get me? So, so right now, since I'm not saying anything that I need to read, I'll take them off. So um, I, w- I used to think that you had to be innocent as a dove, then wise as a serpent. And that the innocent and the harmless part was the the part of the verse that the emphasis was on. But when Bishop wrote this book, I realized that, no, the verse actually doesn't say that. It says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Wise, the wise as serpents comes. And I realized that because snakes are such in a certain sense, hideous creatures, and scary creatures, and dangerous creatures. That's why you would think that it's more important, the innocent as a dove, because the dove represents the Holy Spirit, so you are thinking that the emphasis is on that. But in this verse, the emphasis is on the wisdom of the serpent, not in behaving like the serpent. You get what I'm saying? The the emphasis is on behaving, uh, having the wisdom of a serpent. Then Bishop goes through the book, and chapter by chapter, he talks about how snakes, now, snakes are wise. Reverend talked to us about how snakes are masters of contentment. How they, some of them can eat twice a year. They don't need so much. Because when you need a lot of things, you must come out often. If you come out often, you will be eating up. You get me? So the elephants and the antelopes and all those other animals that are always out looking for food. Every time you are looking for something. Every time you are looking for something. You are easy to be, easily devoured by your enemies. Then Reverend moved on and then he talked about... He talked about... Um uh, contentment and the fact that discontentment is, the, is of the world is a worldly spirit. so if, if you took notes or you can read the book again to remind yourself because sometimes something is taught in a season and you are, you are struggling with discontentment right now. It doesn't even occur to you that let me go back and read this thing again so that the discontentment that is arising in me because of what my neighbor has or because of what is going on in my family. You know, the, the, the Holy Spirit will subdue. See, the devil only goes away for a, for a season. The Bible says that even with Jesus, he went away for a season. Then Reverend taught us about how they are, uh, mass snakes are, serpents are uh, masters of speed. Snakes are masters of speed. They, they move fast. That some of us, we think too much before we make a move. The paralysis of analysis. By the time you take a decision, you are old. By the time you take a decision to go to school, it's time to retire. So 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 if you haven't gone to school up to a certain point, it's time you just you know put together your resume and know that this is it. You have to present the resume as it is and pray for the favor of God to grow within the, the, the profession or whatever you are living in. If that's t- it's taking you too long, and if you can actually go, and people can go to school at any age, everybody is different. If you can go to school now, then go now. Go to school now. I'm telling you, it gets more difficult. Even for those of us who like learning, it's not easy to learn when you are older. You get me? It's not easy to learn. When, when you are learning and you are young, you live and breathe the books. When you wake up, you know where you left your book. You, you get what I'm saying? If, if you've studied a certain way before, you know what I'm talking about. You, sleep, we, we, you, you fall asleep with the books around you. You get me? Back in the day, we didn't have all these gadgets. We actually needed the books. You get me? I remember being in sixth room. When, when you are going to sleep, the, the fattest history book, it was called Grant and Templey or something like that. When, it was like a Bible. You get me? We, we read a Bible for two minutes and we read that for hours. That's the only way you are going to pass. When you are going to sleep, it's by your pillow. When you wake up, automatically you look for it. It had British history and European history. You read it like that. Our friends who studied science had Compaka, all these things. You live and breathe the books. You don't take a break. I had a friend, when you get up, she used to say that every break you take is a sign that you may end up in Kivas. If you went to Kevas, no disrespect intended. As depending on what you did, we didn't want to end up there. So, when you get up, you say, hey, Kivas is coming your way. <laughs> you, you, because there are only three universities in our country. You are going to one of the three of them or you are not going to go anymore. You get what I'm saying? So... You, you, you have to do things with speed. It's easier done when you are young. If you are breastfeeding a baby, it's not easy to learn. I've had friends who have tried to pass exams to into residency in this country, breastfeeding babies. It's not a simple thing. I have, I have tried, you, you are trying to get into a, the legal profession from a country that people, people have not even heard about. You have children, you wake up in the night, you breastfeed small, you make milk small, You cook small, then you open the book also small. Small book, small marks. That's the way it works. So now that you can study full time, why don't you just study? It affects your life forever. Bishop always says that his father taught him, first 25 years of your life, it will determine the next 25 years of your life. And it's true we all are, even those of us who don't work in the profession, even the, the, the level at which I can speak English, it's dependent on that education. Ability to communicate with people, ability to, th- everything will depend on it. And you are young and you are wasting time, soaking in soap operas. If you are going to go to school, go fast. If you are going to work, go now. Because the people who start working early today, make money. We've met people as soon as they knew that they didn't want to work in an office. You get me? The person finishes school, he doesn't try to get into any firm. He has a degree, but he says, I will will employ myself. He started early. That's why he's well off. If you are going to work, work now. You are going to be in an office to learn how to be in an office quickly. Don't sit there cluelessly. You get me? I worked in a place in, in this city and there was a lady there. She knew how to handle our boss. She really knew how to handle her. So in the nine or ten years she had been there, there's no promotion she hasn't gotten. Because you must know how to handle your boss. If you don't know how to handle your boss, it's a problem. Before the boss needs coffee, she's holding it. The boss is moving. And see, most people, most women will say, I don't like women bosses. I don't like this. She said, I don't have such a problem. People will say, Miss, then they'll mention her name. She's not the nicest of people. Then they'll tell you how she's never married, how she's this, how she's that. She said, me, no problem. Say, I'm, a, she's, I'm a much younger woman than her. I can live with her. I live with, she said, there's no review. She has never had a bad review before. Whatever the woman, if the woman needs everybody to close late and everybody else is saying, I have to go home. I have children. She, she will not go home she has to sleep in the office, she will sleep in the office. She will change in New York City. She will change in the office. She will take a shower at some gym in another building, she'll be right there. The woman is retiring, I think, next year or this year. The position she's leaving for her, it's not a simple position to be in. Most immigrants won't get there. Speed, if you are going to do it, do it fast. It's taking you too long. If you are going to marry the girl, marry her. We are tired. <laughs> hey, of this, you're walking around. Do you like her? She, that she's not sure. You get me? Lady Reverend calls them Hope's Giving Brothers. They're walking around. Then, then, then are, you're you are calling her, you are texting her, and then she doesn't know what to think. She thinks you like her, and you are saying that I didn't say anything. If you are going to marry the girl, marry her. And the ladies, too. What the, old man to- the elderly man told us a long time ago, if a guy is going to marry you, he'll marry you now. He wants to marry you now. You will be the one saying that I have this to do, I have that to do. Anybody who is telling you, my mother said, when I finish my master's, when I finish my PhD, eh, he won't marry you. He won't marry you. Take it from us. We look as though we don't know what we are about, but take it from us, he won't marry you. A guy who is going to marry you, he wants to marry you now. Anybody who is, every day postponement, today is his mother, tomorrow is his father. The one that annoys me the most is his mother. Me, me, most, most young people can be quite rude. Most young people can be quite um, saucy. Most young people can be quite insolent. If you have children, you know what I'm talking about. You, get, man, you yourself, you're all sitting here, you know yourselves. What you want to say to your mom, you say. Then you confess it as sin. Then you come and sit here and smile at Reverend say and call him daddy. We don't, we, nobody's deceived. Don't, don't worry. We are not deceived. Your parents know you. We know you. You are allowed to do it. And it's working. But if he, you think if he wanted to tell you his mother that he will marry you and only you, he, he can't tell her. Very few people genuinely have mothers that strong. Very few people have mothers so strong that they cannot insist that this is the girl I want to marry. A mother may come to the wedding. She may not smile. I've been to quite a number of weddings. Some weddings where the the, the bridegroom's mother is not smiling at all. You get what I'm saying? And in fact, one of the worst ones I've been to, in fact, I remember I was thinking that, is it me or does the woman look very annoyed? But when a brother, the brother who was the best man, I think he said to me that, hey, this one there, I'm suffering where I'm sitting. I saw that it wasn't my imagination. The mother-in-law was not happy. You get what I'm saying? But the brother married the lady. If your man wants to marry you, he'll marry you. He's not a little boy. He's not six years old. He's not seven years old. If you are going to do it, do it fast. If you are going to save God, save God now. How, 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 How do you know how long you have that you are taking so long to decide to be a shepherd properly? When will you call your sheep next week? When will you call your sheep next month? When will you pray for your sheep next year? When will you come for the shepherd's meeting regularly? You don't know. When will you go for choir rehearsal on time? When, when, will, you, when will you do anything you are doing in the, in the Lord's house on time? If you are going to do it, do it now. You get me? If you are going to do it, just do it. Christians When you are young and you are like that, it's understandable. By the time you are a little older, even when you have a problem, you must be able to compose yourself a bit. I mean, some things are more difficult than others. If you've lost a loved one, and that, that grief will show for a while. But you know, Some of us, some people, nobody has died. But you look as though somebody has died. Nobody has died. Nobody has been diagnosed with a terminal disease. People have far more serious problems than you have. And they are loving God. They are trusting God. They are moving on. You get me? Become a master at overcoming handicaps. Snakes can overcome their handicaps. They have no legs, no eyes, no eyelids. They survive and flourish everywhere on earth. Lions are bigger, mightier, stronger. Even their roar will terrify you. But in most parts of the world, they are becoming extinct. It's not a matter of size and strength. It's a matter of can you overcome your handicap? You get me? A snake, does all that. Today, I want us to talk about a snake. is a mas- They are masters at operating by the senses. Masters at operating by the senses. It's chapter 19 in the book. The Bible says in Hebrews 5:14 Hebrews 5 verse 4 and verse 14 Please Hebrews 5:14 says but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil Help me, Holy Spirit. Look, it says that those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. A lot of us come from a part of the world where we are used to claiming that we can sense evil. You get what I'm saying? When you are a Christian, mature Christian, you should be able to sense both good and evil. How come you cannot sense good? You can't sense the anointing you can't sense kindness, you can't sense goodness, you can't sense honesty, you can always sense witchcraft. What kind of a mature Christian are you? Strong meat belonging to those that are of full age. That's a mature believer. And that person has their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You get me? I mean if um, you, you you must be able to sense good things in other people you must not be so tuned to seeing evil everywhere it's not a sense of it's not a, it's not a sign of maturity this your thing that this person is a witch this person is a wizard this person is operating evil spirits this I mean, you see you, 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 the superstition is too much are you moving by the Holy Spirit or are you moving? What, what, is, what, is, what is controlling you and what is leading you? You see, snakes, and then Bishop goes on. I'm going to read quite a bit from that chapter because I'm not a biology student and I don't know too much about snakes. Other than that, they have to be feared and you have to have a healthy respect for them. Snakes are marvelous creatures that live and move on the ground without the privilege of standing up to see what is happening around them. Yet without the privilege of seeing what we see, and hearing what we hear, and communicating like we do, they are able to live, eat, drink, and avoid danger. If you are a human being, you live, if your mind, you eat, you drink, you avoid danger. One of the signs that you are not mentally capable, or your your senses are not working well, is when you don't have a sense of danger. You, You understand what I'm saying? If you cross the road without looking in New York City, you don't have a sense of danger you definitely don't have a sense of danger. Uh, some of the, the, the New Yorkers tell me that even the way I hurry across the New York streets is a sign that I'm not a New Yorker. Because I'm in, a, I'm in a hurry, you know, the way their cars are coming fast, I never take my time. Even if it says 19 seconds, I mean, so far as I'm concerned, this is New York. I walk very fast and I cross the road. It told, I was told that it's a sign that you are not a New Yorker. Because a real New Yorker, even two seconds, you will see how those stroll across the, the hood. <laughs> The fact that you are scurrying like that across the road is a sign that you are from Jesse or somewhere, you are some, some person who has come to town. You see, uh-huh. but you see snakes have a sense of danger. And they, mind you, they can't stand up. They can't see what is happening around them. They can't see, they can't hear what we hear, and they can't communicate like we do. They live, they eat, they drink, they avoid danger. They flourish where no other animal flourishes and they succeed where no other animal succeeds. They are in this city. There are snakes in this city. There are snakes in Pennsylvania. There are snakes everywhere. Have you seen a lion in the city before? There's no lion in the city. When you go and watch The Lion King, the, 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 the lion is fake. All the, 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 the lions in the city are fake. They have to be in the zoo or they have to be something that somebody is acting out. You see, so a snake has eyes... With special sound detectors. God has made. So they don't hear sounds like we do, but they pick up vibrations from the skin around their jaws. You get me? They, that's, that's what happens. That's what happens with a snake's tongue is also used to sense its surroundings. So they smell by using their forked tongues to collect airborne particles. You see, when you don't like science, all these things, you just know that, thank God I don't have to pass an exam in the thing. And when we used to have to pass an exam in the thing, you look at the picture, you memorize it, you pass the exam, you are done. Those of you who say, I don't like this subject. I don't like that subject. It's not a way of living. Do you need to pass? Yes. Memorize. You don't have to like everything. Memorize the thing. It's like, memorize the same way you used to learn nursery rhymes. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder. What, yeah, Up above, the, like a diamond in the sky. You just say. Mary had a little lamb. Um, his feet was white as snow. It's, and and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. What's the second verse? If, yeah. You see, when you learned that, you were not, you could not even read and write. You are 19, you are 20, you are 18. Anything you don't understand. One of my sons said that it's not good to learn like that. You have to understand. I said, brother, if you want to understand everything, you can easily feel certain things. So far as I'm concerned, you never have to understand everything. And in every area of life, even in the things you like, one of the areas of law I couldn't stand was company law. I just memorized the things. I just have to pass it. I don't like company law at all. Nothing makes sense to me. It's boring. The board of directors is made up of this number of people. A quorum is this. This is that. So what? There's no narrative to the whole thing that you are doing. You You get what I'm saying? So if you say that I don't like this thing, but you have to pass it. Learn it That's just an aside. Snakes have no ears or movable eyelids. They do not hear airborne sound waves, but can perceive low-frequency vibrations transmitted from the ground to the bones of their skulls. Our God is a wonderful God. They have no ears, no movable eyelids. When a, a viper, some of us, when you're talking about low-frequency vibration, we don't know what it is. We, for, even if we studied it before, we forgot long time ago low frequency vibration you know i i have no idea what it is but if you give me an exam on this this chapter i will write it all for you how many questions can you ask very few things i won't be able to answer low frequency vibration i don't even know what frequency really means <laughs> other than i know the, i know that frequent means often no that's english i know that but in physics or whatever it is let's uh, make what does it mean uh-huh. It's a sound wave. There is, I have no clue what it means. I passed science long ago, 15, 16. I'm done. I don't need to pass it again. Anything you don't like, hurry up and pass it. You won't need to do it again. Where, when where I go to where I go to work, they ask me about documents, legal terms, things I can do, things my I can wrap my mind about. You you can't spend your whole life wrapping your mind about things your mind doesn't like. But you need need a certain amount of it to be a well-rounded person. And when you're talking about vibrations and frequency, like I told you, frequency, I know it means often. It means that it happens many times. It means it happens repeatedly. Sound waves would never come to my mind. You don't need it. You see, all these facts reveal a creature that is very sensitive, perceiving all sorts of sensations and taking decisions based on them. So, as a Christian, begin to operate by your senses. Some of us have senses which are too dull. Somebody's going to say, hey, but where are the verses? Okay, let's read Mark chapter 5 verse. (laughs) Before we say where are the verses, in Mark chapter 5, verse 24 to 34, I won't read the whole thing. One of the things Jesus said was that, and his disciples said unto him, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? So you must sense the anointing when it is present. Some of us are, you know, we can't sense anything. When people say, I feel the Holy Spirit, you don't feel anything. Men tend to be like that. Typically, women can sense, women can sense a lot of things. They, they, we naturally sense a lot of things. But because we naturally sense a lot of things, some of the things we sense naturally are not the Holy Spirit, but we easily say it's the Holy Spirit. I heard a woman of God saying that once she was preaching and her husband was sitting at the back. And she was saying, I I feel the spirit. Her husband said, that ain't no spirit. That's just hot flashes. (laughs) He told her later when they went home, he didn't say it in the the service. And she told him that. How did he tell her, please? It ain't no spirit. No, just the hot flashes. And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me. And he looked around, about to see her that had done this thing. See, the disciples were close to Jesus. They were men who worked with Jesus. They had men who had accompanied with him a long time. They knew him well. They believed in him enough to leave their fishing and everything else they were doing to follow him. But that day when he asked that question, they couldn't feel that anything had happened. And he said that somebody touched me. Anointing has left me. Something has happened what do you sense when you are in the presence of an anointed person? What do you see? You see the bow tie? You see the jacket? When I was in Accra, I've been hearing this I thought that was something to do with a bow tie. I honestly didn't know it was gone. So someone, I think Lady Pastor Emma said it clearly enough. Because it's usually said, and I didn't know what they were talking about. But then Emma said it, and I said, ah, it's gone. And she said, "Yes, you didn't know." I said, "No." Every time I hear it, it said like "Talabota" or something like that. You, you, get, you get, if you don't know "Talabota." It means that the battle is the Lord's. And tell me, is that what it means? The battle is the... I think that's what it means. The battle is the Lord's. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so you, you see, you, you see, you, you you just how did I even get there? Somebody tell me where was I before I got to Talabota? Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So, so what do you sense? You're thinking about Percy's bow tie, the, whether he shaved, whether he didn't shave, whether his shoes match, um, whether the, 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 the person could phrase the, what they are saying differently. Look, people have been to Archbishop Duncan Williams Church for years. In spite of everything that has happened there, a lot of people still go to church there. Because it has nothing to do with how the person puts the English together. I remember the first time I, I heard him preaching. For those of you who come from Ghana, he's not in our church, but uh, 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 our bishop calls him his father. F- the first time I went there, they were meeting in the airport residential area. They didn't even have a church building. They sat in these narrow corridors. And that day when we got there, um, uh, we got there, we were sitting on the canopy outside. The can- plenty people outside. And he would come from the narrow room Inside and out, singing the worship songs. The worship songs he sang in that those days, it's stuck in your heart and you never, you, 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 you could never. When he starts singing himself, how great thou art. The presence, the anointing, the what you feel in the place. When his wife, his wife used to have this woman's meeting. She was the first person we saw having a woman's meeting. Up to today, it's very difficult for me to discuss anything concerning her. When she starts sharing in women's meetings, we, did, we had never heard of women's meetings. 200 people, a woman who probably didn't go to school beyond O-level. She could talk on anything concerning women from the Bible. You could feel the presence. There would be prof- we had professors who would be sitting there with us. We would see doctors and surgeons from the hospital. What is bringing the people? The gathering has come because of the anointing. What are you looking at and what can you sense? You, have to de- you, must be, you say you are a Christian. You must be able to sense when the anointing is present. You must be able to sense that, um, that Jesus was sensitive and you say you are his disciple. You must grow in your degree of sensitivity. He knew when the anointing had gone out of him. He was not like Samson. The Bible says of the man Samson that he wished not that the, the spirit of the Lord had left him. He took the spirit of God so much for granted that when the spirit of God left, he did not know. You know, when somebody is not that important in your life, when the person leaves the building, you don't know that the person is not in the building. When the person leaves the house, you don't know that the person, hopefully the people in your house, when they leave, you know that somebody's leaving the house. You get what I'm saying? They're supposed to know when the people in your house leave. You get me? My children, I told my children, nobody leaves this house without letting me know. It's a rule. You get me, you, you, when you get to college, you get a, I mean, and then by high school, you know, children sometimes they pick up the phone, sometimes they don't pick up the phone. After the phone, you have, so when they were in high school, I had a room. If you need me to pick you up and you do not have a phone on you, I will not come. Because this thing that you left your phone, you know, teenagers can leave their phone at home because if you don't have your phone, then I can't call you. But if I'm the person picking you up, you need your phone. Because if you call me from your friend's phone, I may not pick up. I don't know your friend's number. It, it, it took a while, but at a point everybody understood that I was serious. And when, since your father is very busy, and since you need the ride home, and since they don't like public transportation, and sometimes they don't even like public school buses, everybody complied with my rule. Ask for the phone. You may not pick it up sometimes, but you will, when, you, you will answer me at a point. Because, and you will answer me before you need the ride, because you know I'm capable of leaving you there. For, not forever, but for a while You will pick up the phone you, you will pick up the phone And you will start picking it up early enough So that my anger will start coming down You will pick it up When you move out You, you are not answerable to anybody well, you see, the, the person who pays the bills When I call their dad and he doesn't pick up I don't shout <laughs> But depending on who you are When I call you and you don't pick up You know, when you enter the car, you will get an earful all the way. Because you don't pay any bills for me. Yeah, that's the way it works. So, you say you are a Christian. When the Holy Spirit is talking to you, can you hear? You should be able to hear. You should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You should know when the Holy Spirit is present. You should know when the Holy Spirit has left you. We must not be like Samson. You take the Holy Spirit so much for granted that you don't even know that he left you. He left you. You are fornicating, and then you are, coming, you are walking around fighting the Philistines, and it's working. You get me? Delilah uh, is asking you questions, and you are lying to her, and it's working. So the day the Holy Spirit finally said enough, and then the Holy Spirit flew off. You did not even know that he had left. So when she said, the Philistines are upon thee, then you get up. Because he wished not that the Holy Spirit had left him. You see, that's the other extreme. But, the, but our, our Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, it's not like that. He was never like that. He's not like that today. He's sensitive. He was sensitive to anointing leaving him. Are you sensitive to anointing? Do you understand what the anointing is? And if you don't understand what the anointing is, does it concern you that you don't understand? Because some of us, when we didn't understand what anointing was, it concerned us that everybody can feel the presence and we can't feel the presence. It concerned us. We thought that ah, people feel the presence all the time. I mean, I'm not feeling anything. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I don't feel anything. Then you begin to pray about it so that you, at least you can develop. Maybe your sensitivity will never get like the other person, but so that your sensitivity will get some way. You have to become wise as a serpent. You have to be able to sense the anointing when it is present. If you can sense the anointing when it is present, you can also sense the anointing when it leaves like Jesus knew that anointing had left and why did it leave and it had le- and his disciples did not know that anything had happened and that's the thing about working in church and being a serious christian and being a serious shepherd and being a, and being a good pastor you can be so good at what you do that the reason why you are in the building that the anointing will impact your own life out you are the one who doesn't feel it because you are the one who has to make sure that the service is running on time. You are the one who has to walk to the front and hand in microphones. You are the one who has to signal. So you, you, you can be so organizational or so that the Holy Spirit left you a long time ago. A long, think about it, Martha and Mary. The person who was busy doing the work and the serving is the person that the Lord did not comment. It's not that the Lord did not enjoy the hospitality. But he said Mary had chosen the better part. It cannot be taken away from her. Because everything we do on earth can be taken away from us. The word, his spirit, the anointing, his impact on our lives. That's what will remain for eternity. That's the the things that affect you spiritually. That's what will last. So as as a Christian, we have to be wise like the serpent. Be sensitive to the anointing when it is present. And by implication, when it lifts you. And when it lifts off you, you should know that, hey, dry times are here. When you stand outside and it's raining, you know it's raining. Spiritually, when there's no rain, you should feel it in your personal life. You should know that something is off. I can't hear God speak. I can't hear the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't be deceived like something. It's not that he was praying because he felt dry. He wasn't praying. He went out like he usually did. The Philistines are here. Oh, ask for Philistines here. Where is the jawbone of an ass? Or uh, where is what? What, what? All the things he uses. Let me pick one up. I can handle all of them. He did not know that the Holy Spirit was no longer there. Begin to sense when people don't have faith in you. Hey, Matthew 16, 5 to 12, it says, And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Bishop goes on to say that a good leader must recognize the different levels of confidence in the people around you. You must not be deluded about how much you are loved and how much you are trusted. You must think maturely Sensing doubts where there is doubt and sensing fear where there is fear. Bishop is not talking about disloyalty here. He's talking about doubt and fear. Don't just assume that. Everybody loves me. There's a show like that. Everybody loves Raymond. You get me? Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves me. Not like that. People love you in, in levels. You get me? And people trust you in levels. And some people are afraid as they are around you. And some people may be doubtful. You must, a good leader, every shepherd, even if you are shepherding ten people. When I read this, I was like, wow, I never thought about it this way. But it's true. Because it impacts what you are doing. Then he goes on to say that you must sense when people have faith in you and in your ministry. So let's say you don't have a ministry. You must still sense when people have faith in you. So it still applies to you. I'm not a pastor, but it still applies to you because this is two things. You must know in Luke 5, it says 18 to 20, it says, and behold, men brought in a bed in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And this and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. He saw their faith. Faith is not a tangible thing in a certain sense. It's not like this pew. It's not like these flowers. It's not like the pulpit. But he saw their faith. Years ago, I heard Apostle Dodu say, Faith has a voice, and you can hear faith talk. I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten that that phrase. Faith has a voice, and you can hear faith talk. Jesus could see faith. Even though, in a certain sense, faith is not a tangible thing, he could see it. And he's saying that you must learn to see. It is important to notice if people have faith in you. You may not be a minister, but it's important to notice if people have faith in you. It's important that you, and then if you are a minister or a shepherd, you must spend your time ministering to those who have faith in you. That's why it's important. A lot of us, and um, it's like we we think we're supposed to minister to everybody. Not everybody, everybody may not be able to receive from you. Minister to the people who can receive from you. You will make more of an impact that way. Your life, um, when I was having my quiet time this morning, it talked about the purposes of God and that only the purposes of God will stand. Only the purposes of God will remain. So you, you, you are considered great in God's eyes when you flow with his purpose. That's when you are considered great in the eyes of God. So, you see, it says it says sometimes pastors are sad. Sometimes you are a shepherd. Nobody is coming from your, for your AOFM meeting. Nobody is coming. Your, your ministry is not growing. You see, gone are the days because, you see, Reverend O'Shea has been very kind to all of us. When we were growing up in the church in Accra, they, I remember uh, uh, Bishop Ishmael Sam at a point was heading my, the set of ministries that we were under. The rule, if I remember back then, was that a shepherd you are a shepherd if you have at least 50 people following you. And they start you off at 10. A captain of 10 with 10. So you, you can't just call yourself a shepherd. Shepherds meeting. Then you daintily walk and come and sit down. You get me? You, you can only do that for a while. There are no 10 people you teach during the week. You never have to prepare word to teach anybody. And then the 10, they are allowed to be 10 for a while. Those days, there was nothing like Titus and greets. The people supervising you in the little groups in the church would check list of 10. Who, wh- where is this person? Where is that person? Wh- where is this person? Mind you, we didn't have GPS. When you are going to visit people, you are in Africa. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you yourself, you take... The trotter or the taxi, whatever you are taking, you take. Because mind you, even though your father has a car, your father hasn't sent you to join a charismatic church. And even though your father gives you pocket money, he didn't give you pocket money to be uh, uh, following up on sheep. So a lot of those things you do by sacrificing your own pocket money. When I watch shepherds and pastors who can't sacrifice to do the work they are doing, I know clearly that they didn't start young. Because if you started young, it costs you your pocket money. I told you, I think I've said in this church more than once, that my mother is telling my uncles from the States that this one, don't give her money. All her money goes to that, her church. Don't give, don't give her any money. As soon as my uncle opens his wallet, she's like, ah, this, this is the one you don't have to give money. All her money goes to her church. You don't have to give her anything. She doesn't need money because the money, if you give it to her, she won't use it on herself. She will, you, she will be headed for Kolebu early Sunday morning. You you, you get what I'm saying? It it has never cost you before. That's why, as an adult, it can't cost you. Ah. If it costs you, so it's maybe instead of going or oh, when 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 we when we moved into Accra, we lived in a place called Mataiko. So it, when I left Legon and I went back to stay at home for the last two years of the law school by the court, I'd come from the meeting. I could take a taxi all the way home, but I would stop at a particular junction and walk home because that was less money. And that money meant that I could go and follow up some sheep somewhere else. If you didn't do that, now that you have to pay toll to drive across the bridge, that toll will be very important to you. You get me? You will consider it and consider it and consider it because you never cut down on your taxi money. You never. I saw. I saw even wealthy kids from wealthy families like Lady Reverend and the Bishop. They would sacrifice anything. Sometimes Lady Reverend would take a trotter, not because she has to be in the trotter, but she takes take the trotter because that's what everybody else could afford. So instead of going in the taxi herself, and if she comes in the trotter, she can pay for a number of people. But she doesn't need to sit there. Because you never did it, you can never pay for sheep. And you only see, you know, you, you only see the ministry. The side of the ministry you see is the honor your prophet side. It takes a long while to get to the honor your prophet part. The person who is the, they were, I mean, are, what a prophet, what a gift. Happy birthday, daddy. It's been a long time. He's in his 50s. I didn't plan on saying this. He's been in his 50s. He's been doing this since he was 16 for no pay. Compared to him, you are probably about 20 or 22. When he was 22, nobody was saying, one not your prophet? When he was 28, nobody was saying, I'm not a prophet. Rather, he was getting into trouble with his parents and his in-laws for wanting to serve the Lord. Tribulations and persecutions was what was following him. So if the person started at 16, and you have been doing it for 5 to 10 years, you should go and find out where he was at 26. If you've been doing it for 20 years, 16 plus 20, it takes you to 36. Go and find out what he was doing at 36 what his congregation was like, who he was preaching to, and what he actually owned physically. You may easily find out that at 36, the house he lived in was a gift from his mother, and it was uncompleted. So, on which basis are you standing in front of people asking for honor? On which basis you haven't sacrificed his sacrifice, you haven't walked where he walked, You haven't carried the anointing and the persecutions and the trials and the things he carried. You haven't, if you are a woman, you haven't been walked where his wife has walked. You haven't lived without what she lived without because of those years. And then now you are first lady of what? Hey! I watch people, I am so amazed. I am just so amazed. 16 at 20 years to 16 36 find out where he was at 36. find out who he was preaching to find out I mean what what about the years when he he had to beg his sister for money to live on and share that money with Bishop Saki and Bishop Adi today that we are in the days of the multiplying of the Kodeshis. you also think that you should be in a church building yeah I think so you seriously think so it's because you can't sense faith. You can't even sense that people have a certain faith in his ministry because of a lot of unseen things that you hear about but you don't take notice of. What have you been through? What have you survived? Have you, has your father thrown you out of his house before because you are serving the Lord? You say you are full-time. You live in your father's house. When you come, your father, somebody comes say your father has rented the whole place. Has it happened to you before? You haven't walked where the people walk in a certain sense of the word. But yet you want what they have. And you demand what they have. Because you don't have a certain sense of, even the, the, even the faith they had, you didn't have, you don't have. You haven't walked where they have walked. You want the person's ministry. I can't see your thing and I haven't finished preaching. So when I finish, I'll stop. Don't worry, I'm almost done, but I seriously can't see through my glasses at the back. It's a nice excuse. Up here, Anita, you should try it. <laughs> so, <laughs> however, with time, you see, so, so, so just learn to sense when people have faith in you. And also realize that when people have more faith in somebody else, even if the person is your spouse, even if the person is your husband, there is a reason why they have more faith in him than in you. And don't fight it. The people who have faith in you, have faith in you. The people who have faith in your husband, have faith in your husband. The people who, who have faith in Bishop Doug, have faith in Bishop Doug. Be content with the people who have faith in you and let it be. Otherwise, you will fight battles that you should not fight. And you will spoil the church. At every level, you will spoil it at a AOFM level. You will spoil it at ministry level. You will spoil it at every level. Just because you are not like a serpent, you are not like a snake. You do not have a sense of, um, of who has faith in you, and who has faith in somebody else. Yesterday, the lady reverend was preaching in uh, Denmark, and I saw. I happened to see some of the pictures. I don't get invited to Denmark. She got invited to Denmark twice. At most, I get invited to another church in New York or another church in New Jersey. And since I don't like too much Wahala, a lot of the time, most of the time I say no. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm a lay pastor. I stay within my church. She gets invited all the time. Her difficulty is what to accept and what not to accept. Then I want to talk about... The last thing, I mean, there's a couple more things and then I'll be done. I promise you I'll be done very soon. It says here, begin to sense when there are wicked people around. You get me? It's in the book, in heavy time. Begin to sense when there are wicked people around. Jesus Christ sensed the wickedness of the people around him. Are you better than Jesus that you can never sense wickedness? Never think that everybody loves you. Many people have wicked intentions. There are many wicked people who pretend to be interested in you. I didn't say it. The bishop said it. That's why I'm reading it. If I don't read it, you will say that she's a gang woman. That's why she's saying that. I'm actually not fully gay. My, ma- my mother was quite majority tree in Sierra Leone. But you, let's, accept, let's accept that I'm Gang. And then it's bishop who wrote it, you see. So they may seek to interview you and find out more about the Bible. These people, who were intervie- these people who were interviewing Jesus were actually asking theological questions. But they hated Jesus Christ and were only interested in finding fault with him. You see, a lot of us, we can't see through anything. We, we, we have the other problem. He said, You must sense, the, the, the verse we read in the beginning from Hebrews, it says, You must sense both good and evil. Matthew twenty two seventeen 17 to 21. I'm reading. Um, um, Let me read it. It says, Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then saith he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar." The things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. But the Bible says, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said. You see, he perceived through his senses. He knew that since he was as wise as a serpent, he sensed the wickedness in his interviewers. But some of us, we are clueless like Little Red Riding Hood. You are talking to a wolf and you think it's your grandmother. Since you walked into the place, I, I always used to wonder when I was a child that, how come the picture shows clearly that the wolf is wearing the glasses and the wolf is only wearing her, her grandmother's night's cap? So why can't she see the sharp teeth? And why can't she see the hairy face? And even the voice of a wolf cannot be like the voice of your grandmother. So why was she chatting with the wolf dressed in her grandmother's nightie and the bonnet in the pictures? You get what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is that some of us behave like Little Red Riding Hood. You were sent to talk to your grandmother. When you entered, a fairy animal with a long, I mean, look, something but looking very different, wearing your grandmother's clothes, you can't recognize that it's not your grandmother. And you are still having a conversation with the person. A lot of us are like that. You can't sense wickedness. You should sense wickedness like Jesus. If you are a child of of the Lord, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you should be able to sense wickedness. Jesus was wise as a serpent. He sensed the wickedness of his interviewers. If you are wise as a serpent, be wise as a serpent and begin to notice the wickedness in apparently friendly people. I'm quoting directly from the book. Apparently friendly people. I won't add anything to it. The last thing you have to be sensitive to if you are... Uh, going to be like, why is as a serpent? is the sweetness in the word. The sweetness in the word. Psalm 119 verses 101 to 103 says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. His bishop says, because I'm closing, I'm going to read. He says, as you walk with the Lord, you will notice the sweetness of preaching and teaching. It, will become, it becomes like honey to you. As you grow in the Lord, you will actually enjoy the word of God. The fact that you don't enjoy the word and you fall asleep no matter who is preaching, is a sign that you are not sensitive to the things of God, that you are not wise as a serpent. No matter who is... Don't worry, today, today in particular, because of the glasses, I, all your faces are blurred because I need my glasses for reading. Like I told you before. So I can't see you if you are sleeping. But just in case you are sleeping, it's a sign. It's a sign that you are not wise as a serpent. Because when when you are wise as a serpent, you grow in your ability to enjoy the word of God. The fact that even when you are not sleeping, you are yawning when the word of God is being preached. It's not because you are old. Because Anna was 84 and she was in the temple of the Lord. A lot of elderly people serve the Lord. Caleb, Joshua, you are not 84 yet. You can't fast, you can't pray, you can't read your Bible. Every day you are falling asleep and you say it's because you are old. It's not the age, it's because you are not wise as a serpent. And if you are young and you are falling asleep, as for you then your problem is completely, you know, it's it's a problem. Because young people, when you are young, you can stay awake for anything you like. You can watch Nigerian movies for as long as you like. You can watch the NBA. You can watch what, what, what does the NBA do at the end of the, the playoffs. You can watch the playoffs and get, I I remember watching the playoffs in my twenties and getting up and going to work. No problem. Can combine the playoffs with the breastfeeding, wake up, leave the baby at the babysitter. Go to work. How difficult is it? You're in your late twenties and your early thirties. You are young. You are 22. Every time you hear preaching, you are sleeping. It doesn't matter who you are, it's a sign that you are not wise as a serpent. It doesn't matter who your father is, it doesn't matter who your mother is. If you sleep when preaching is going on, it's a sign that you are not wise as a serpent yet. Since you are young, we are hoping that it will improve. You will also notice the dryness of the word of God when it is being preached without the presence of God. We don't know when something has no presence. There are a lot of... I remember that there was, a, there was a, someone we used to watch on TV. I watched this person and watched this... And then I heard a very anointed person saying that. It's very dry what they are saying. I said, eh. Because the rest of us is nice to us. You know, because you are easily impressed. At the time, it was nice to us. There are a lot of de-anointed vessels preaching the word of God today. When you are sensitive, sensitive you will see through it all... In spite of the suave suits and numerous scriptures quoted. But when you are not sensitive... Once somebody is well presented, presents themselves very well, and they quote a few scriptures, even if they make a, a, a mistake in the scriptures, I mean, you, you won't even know because you don't know the scriptures. And as what well, if you don't even know when the scripture is wrong, how will you know when the correct one is dry? But according to the bishop, you're supposed to sense the sweetness in the word and the dryness in the word. I pray that we have all learned something from chapter 19 of masters at operating by the senses. Amen. Amen. Um, by the grace of God, um, what am I supposed to do next? They're going to take, uh, uh, no, okay, let's pray. Sorry. You know, when you don't preach regularly, it gets fuzzy in your head. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word about being wise as serpents and harmless as doves. If you have never given your life to the master, if you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to ask you today to trust him as your master and your savior. The Bible says that wise people seek Jesus. Wise people sought Jesus when he was born. Wise people still seek Jesus. And I would like to invite you to give your life to him if you have never done so. The Bible says that everything we see on earth, all flesh is as grass and His glory as the flower of grass. It all fades away very fast. It all fades away very quickly. Riches can fly away like birds. The one thing that will last is your life entrusted to the Lord. This morning, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I want to pray with you. If you've already given your life to Him, I want to pray for you that you will never backslide, that you will never get off the narrow way. That you will always walk on it. That you will always trust him. That you will always be sensitive to his spirit. That you will be wise as a serpent and operate by your senses. Be wise as a serpent. Operate by your senses. Have your senses exercised to descend between good and evil. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen.